Welcome to Talking Shop, the podcast all about Adobe Photoshop. Brought to you by learningphotoshop.cc. Here's your host, Dave Cross. It's episode 36 of Talking Shop, the podcast all about Photoshop. Welcome to this episode where I'll be talking about ways you can save yourself time thanks to presets. Well, hello, if this is the first time you've happened upon this podcast, my name is Dave Cross. I am a Photoshop educator and have been doing that, making my living basically since Photoshop first came out in 1990, now through mostly through my website called learningphotoshop.cc. And in this podcast, I like to try and share ideas of ways we can be more effective using Photoshop. And this week's topic lends itself to that perfectly because presets are one of the ways that we can really save ourselves time. And it always kind of surprises me when I watch people, often I'll go to work with say a, a corporate office and one of the things they, they'll have me do is spend a bit of time with each person, get an idea of how they currently work and try and offer some suggestions as to how they can improve their way of working. And very often I'll, I'll watch someone and, and question a couple of things. Often I'll ask them, first of all, any related topic, aren't you not using keyboard shortcuts? Because that's just a whole other topic of efficiency. But anyway, the other thing I'll ask them is, have you considered making a preset for that? And they often kind of look like they kind of know what I'm talking about, but not exactly. So just to clarify, a preset which comes from the Latin pre for make ahead of time. It doesn't actually come from Latin, I'm sure, but but the whole part of it called a preset to me reminds me that one of the most effective ways to use it is to do it ahead of time. So here's some examples. There are presets called tool presets, and that's one of the, probably I would say one of the most overlooked presets in Photoshop. Generally speaking, when you click on a tool, one of the first things you're going to do is go to the options bar to change the settings for that tool. And as you probably know by now, Photoshop has a long memory. So if you last used a tool weeks ago, unless you specifically change it, it's still going to have those same settings. So for example, if you clicked on the clone stamp tool and use it several weeks ago, set to 50% opacity in lighten mode, it'll still say that and you'll have to switch it back to some other setting. So what a tool preset allows you to do is to create some of those with different settings. So let's use that example with the clone stamp tool. I would consider making a tool preset and I'll tell you how to do it in a second. So I would consider ending up with presets for that clone stamp tool, one of which is just 100% normal. So I just wanna go back to normal mode, 100% opacity, I've got that. Then I'll make one that's at say, 75% in lighten mode and 75% in darken mode, just because I know those are ways that I've used the clone stamp tool quite a bit. And now, once I've made those, instead of having to always remember to check the settings and manually switch three or four different fields in the options bar, instead, I just go to the tool preset menu and pick the one that I want. So how we make a tool preset is in Photoshop, where you see the tool icon in the options bar in the very far left-hand side, there's a little down pointing triangle kind of a thing, and that's a menu. When you click on that, it'll show you your existing tool presets. And on the right-hand side, there's a little button that allows you to make a new tool preset. Now, just as an aside, 
Adobe tries to help us by naming the tool preset. So for example, in one of those clone stamp tool presets, it would probably call it clone stamp one or something, which really isn't a great name for a preset. So you'd want to name it something like 80% or 75% darken or something like that. You don't really need to include the name of the tool in the preset because whenever you see the tool presets, they're going to have the tool icon beside them. So that's just one simple example. I use it for a lot of different things where over time I realized, even if it was just that day that I realized that was like the third or fourth time I'd switched between two different tool settings manually by going to each different field, it would be worth making a tool preset just for that amount of time. There's really no downside to having tool presets other than you might end up with a fairly long list. But when you're working with a particular tool, one of the options in the list of tool presets is current tool only. So you'll only see the tools that are related to that tool that you're working on. The other thing that's really important to know about tool presets, and it also applies to a lot of the other presets I'm going to talk about today, is that they are application presets, meaning it's not tied to any document. In a similar way to when you record an action, the action isn't related to the document where you recorded it. It's now just a Photoshop action you can apply in any document. It's kind of the same way. And just while I mention that, it reminds me to say that even an action could be thought of as a preset in a sense because it's something you record previously or ahead of time to save you time. So it's really along that same lines of thinking about ways that you can take advantage of Photoshop to work more efficiently. Now, the other types of presets that we generally talk about are things like swatches and gradients and patterns and things like that and brushes. Now, up until Photoshop 2020, you would go to the preset manager under the edit menu and you would see all of those presets and that's where you would manage them. But in Photoshop 2020, now when you go to the presets manager, there's only two things, tools and contours. And contours are used in things like layer styles because all those other things I mentioned like swatches and gradients and patterns and brushes are now controlled in the individual panels where you use those presets. So that, that kind of makes better sense. But let's talk about those briefly. If you, for example, are working with a series of corporate customers or maybe you have a bunch of schools that you do work for and you always want to be using their corporate or school colors, saving swatches of those colors so you don't have to do it every time. It's just another example of thinking ahead to save yourself time. Now, the other thing I want to point out about presets that I think is really important is that with very few exceptions, a preset can be con also considered a starting point. And what I mean by that is, let's say you're working on a project or have a whole series of photographs where when you bring into Photoshop, one of the things that you end up doing is adding a curves adjustment layer and you make kind of an S-curve where you are pulling anchor points on the curve to adjust it. Well, rather than do that every time, you could also do it once and then in the curves panel, save a preset. Now, some people, when I tell them that, they're like, yeah, but not every photograph is exactly the same. Fair enough. So think of it as a starter preset, meaning now you have a preset where you open a photograph you load in this S curve instead of just a blank curve, and then you can tweak it where necessary. 
So that's a really good approach to take with a lot of different presets is to view it as a time saver because you're starting with that and then you can change and edit and do whatever you want from there. So that's a really, I think, a really effective way to think of presets is not like applying something that you apply and then you're done. It's just really a time saver. Now, one thing that's technically not a preset, but I would throw it into the mix is CC libraries. This has become a very important part of a lot of people's workflow because now you can do things like put your logo into a library. So then every time you need it, you just drag and drop from the library onto your document. So even though, again, technically it's not called a preset, in many ways it is, because again, if you use that approach of thinking of it as a time saver, then there's no question that it's a big time saver to have things in your library. And again, it's not just logos. You can put colors in there. You can put patterns and, and brushes and everything. All those, all the things you use often will be available to you. Now, I'm going to tell you about something in Photoshop 2020 that is a game changer when it comes to things like patterns, etc. But first, it's time for the tip of the week. Here's a tip if you ever have a very large multi-layer document and you want to maybe just open it to show someone and you want to get it open more quickly, you can open a flattened version of the layer document by holding down Option or Alt and Shift when you open the file. It will read the composite data instead, I think it actually comes up and says that, and open a flattened version under the same name. Now the only catch is make sure you don't hit save because you'll be saving your flattened version. But it can be a nice quick way to open a view of a multi-layer document much more quickly. Now if you use Photoshop 2020, there's a hidden feature and I ha always hesitate to use the term hidden because that's kind of a catchphrase that people often put in like a, a YouTube video like you know secrets of the pros and and a hack and hidden etc but this really was hidden in fact it was so hidden that I didn't know about it I only found out because my friend and colleague Jesus Ramirez did a video recently that showed this and that is the ability within libraries to actually access Adobe Capture technology. Adobe Capture is an app for mobile phones that lets you point your device at something and take a picture and turn it into a pattern or trace it into a shape or make it into a brush or capture the colors. This technology is, most of it is built right into Photoshop now. So if you go to your library, you'll see there's a little plus sign. And this again is in Photoshop 2020 only. You'll see there is an option called create from image and it brings up a separate little interface and it has the ability to custom make patterns or trace shapes or make gradients or make color themes all from within Photoshop. And I got to tell you, the pattern part alone is it's kind of mesmerizing. Actually, when you start making patterns, it reminded me of when I used to have a kaleidoscope many, many years ago as a kid and just the way it works, it, it allows you to make these beautiful seamless patterns. So just another way of making presets automatically. All right, so here are some other ideas of ways of taking advantage of the preset idea. One of them is custom shapes. Now there's a lot of built-in custom shapes, but if you have Adobe Illustrator and have created, for example, a vector logo in Illustrator, 
You can copy and paste it from Illustrator into Photoshop and save it as a custom shape. So then you have that design built into Photoshop in another way. Honestly, if you're using making a logo that's more than one color and it comes from Illustrator, I would in Illustrator drag it into my CC library and then be able to access it directly from within Photoshop from that CC library in there instead. So that I think is actually a better way. Another interesting type of preset, in a lot of adjustment layers, you can save a preset, like I mentioned before, with a curves adjustment layer. The one that's a little bit different is color lookup. You can actually create a color lookup table. And the way you do that is you add multiple adjustments to your image until you make it look the way that you want. And then you go to file export and you can export that lookup table that can then be applied as one of those adjustment layers from color lookup. So interesting way when you want to create a custom look. Now, the other thing to remember is that Camera Raw is available as a filter from within Photoshop. And inside Camera Raw, there are all sorts of abilities. You can make actual presets of different settings in Camera Raw, or you can take advantage of the relatively new profiles, which are a whole bunch of built-in looks that you can browse through. And again, these are all kind of starter points. So once you click on one of those looks, you can still make further adjustments and that can be applied on a layer by layer basis. So if you start with Camera Raw on a raw file, of course, you can do the same thing to a raw file. But one of the things I think is great about Camera Raw as a filter is you can also now do it on a layer by layer basis using Camera Raw and applying these same looks to things that, you know, honestly weren't necessarily thought of. I think they're intended for photographic work, but I've had layers that are designs like logos or a graphic, and I've applied some of these Camera Raw profiles through the Camera Raw filter, and it looks really, really effective. So just to summarize a little bit, when you're thinking about presets, please don't think of them as necessarily kind of a one-click once and done kind of thing. Yes, there are some presets that are designed to do that, where you click a button and it applies something and then you like it or not. But there are many more that have the ability to be that kind of starter preset where you start with something and knowing that it gets you down the path that you want, but you can easily adjust it and change it. Like I mentioned with the curves adjustment layer or something like that, where you have a preset, you apply it and say, gosh, that's really close. Now I'll just tweak it. That's still faster to me than starting fresh from square one every time. And remember, as you're doing it, it might seem like I'm adding extra work to myself by saving this preset. But then once you save them, they're just part of Photoshop now. So they're available to any other work you're doing. So to me, along with things like actions and using keyboard shortcuts, I think using presets are a simple way to improve your efficiency using Photoshop. Well, folks, uh, it's December 13th as I'm recording this, and I know I'm traveling all next week, and I don't know what the weeks ahead will consist of. So just in case, I'm going to say, have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays to you and your family. I may still get a chance to jump in next week and say a couple of things, but just in case, have a great holiday time, and I will see you in 2020. I'm Dave Cross. Thanks very much for listening.
please subscribe and tell your Photoshop using friends. Find us at TalkingShop.show. This podcast is not authorized, endorsed, or sponsored by Adobe, publisher of Photoshop.